Yeah, and and you can't help but get frustrated when uh, you hear a conversation like this because, again, it just highlights the extent to which sometimes we let ourselves down um, as as a people, especially the officials that are in charge of these monies and of ensuring and implementing this work. Now you sit with a situation where so many children are still having to use pit latrines um, so many years into democracy. And 3,000 schools is what we're looking at. And we know that this has been a deadly situation for some learners. So, yeah, an important issue to keep on the agenda. All right, let's get straight into your thinking point then. And today uh, we're talking about the nomination of the new Speaker of Parliament. Nosiviwe Mapisa Ngakula is the front runner. She is the name that has come out of the ANC caucus. They have described her as somebody who is fit and experienced and has an excellent track record in terms of taking over this position. Now, it has not been without its own contestation. Yesterday, we heard the EFF saying that they will be sitting out of today's voting process because they don't want to endorse um, what has happened in the process that has been followed to get to the nomination of the speaker. The DA has said it's going to be fielding its own candidate. And then we have the New Nation Movement. You'd remember they're behind that legal challenge to the Constitutional Court, which has paved the way for electoral reform in this country. And it was particularly around the contestation uh, for national and provincial elections of independent candidates. And the Concord ultimately found that portions and sections of the Electoral Act were unconstitutional. So that movement, the New Nation movement, alongside uh, Dr. J.J. Tabani and Luko Namguni, are now basically wanting Parliament to not go ahead with today's sitting. Somebody else who believes that the appointment or the nomination of Nosiviwe Mapisa Ngagula is irrational and unconstitutional is Advocate Paul Hoffman. He's the Director at Accountability Now. Advocate Hoffman, good morning to you and thanks for your time today. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners as well. Why is this nomination irrational and unconstitutional in your view? Well, if you if you look at the basis of our constitutional order, there is a separation of powers between the three essential branches of government. The executive, where the, the president and his cabinet are in charge. And remember, this candidate was a cabinet a member until very recently. The legislature which exercises oversight over the executive and holds the executive accountable to govern in terms of the uh, parameters of the Constitution, and the judiciary, which is there to deal with with all of the disputes that, that can arise. Now, if you separate the powers between the, the, the three branches, it's a little bit difficult to take somebody who's been fired from the cabinet, which is part of the executive branch of government, and suddenly put in charge mm. of the, <laughs> the National Assembly, which is meant to exercise oversight. Advocate Hoffman, I'm going to ask you just to pause your thought right there. It's 9.30. Let me go to Nomsam Tluli with the latest news headlines. 
SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. We continue the conversation on the talking point. And just a reminder, I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. You can get in touch with us on our thinking point or any of the other issues that are on the on the agenda or whatever else may be on your mind. We're currently in conversation with Advocate Paul Hoffman. He is the Director at Accountability Now. Advocate Hoffman, you are still taking us through the reasons why you believe Nosivua uh, Mapisa Ngakula is not a suitable candidate for the uh, position of the Speaker of Parliament. This idea that she was fired from Cabinet, can we truly say that with the benefit of hindsight, and the President never used the word fired, even in that statement he guaranteed that she would have a position, she would be redeployed elsewhere. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and I see the caucus is now denying that he said that. He actually said it on oath in the Zondo Commission last week. He said now he's going to explain that the National uh, Working Committee of the ANC has decided that the, uh, the the person who was a cabinet member and is no longer a cabinet member is to be redeployed as the candidate of the ANC caucus in Parliament. That flies in the face of the separation of powers, and it ignores the fact that the caucus ought to be choosing its leader, not somebody in a smoke-filled back room mm. at the TV house. That's, that's the separation of powers point. The rationality point is that the track record of this person is not a good one. She is suspected by Bantu Kholamisa of uh, taking bribes to the value of 5 million rand. It is known that she illegally smuggled a person into the country, and she is the person who allowed Ace Magashula and Tony Yangani, among others, to hitchhike on a military flight to Zimbabwe so that they could go and visit their their, uh, ZANU-PF pals in Harare taxpayers' money being wasted hand over fist on on, uh, taking them there. So all of, of, of that track record is an indication that she is not suitable as a person of integrity and impartiality who can preside even handedly over what goes on in Parliament. And we've seen all kinds of nonsense in Parliament because uh, previous incumbents of that position have been regarded as less than impartial by, in particular, the ESF. So, so there the, are two, two issues fundamentally then that are being raised here. One is around the process that has led to her being nominated. The other is around the suitability um, of, of, of Mapisa Ngagula to actually be Speaker of Parliament. Just on the issue of process, we've been here before in terms of how, government, how Parliament exercises its duties in terms of oversight. And the ANC caucus in Parliament and how they effectively take their marching orders from the governing party. And it's some it's part of the process that we simply cannot bypass or or get around. In fact, it has been highlighted as the reason why in some instances 
parliament has been ineffective in holding um, it's a part of the executive to account this idea of taking marching orders from the governing or governing party. How different is this situation from what we have seen before? Yes, I think it, it is correct to say that um, Parliament is a deliberative body. Parliament must make its own decisions. Parliament is not there to rubber stamp the ideas that emanate from the top six or the Thule House or anybody else for that matter. And, and um, Pierre de Foss wrote a piece in uh, Daily Maverick last week in which he sketched all of this and made it very clear that um, the, the, the courts require that if a decision-making process is given to a particular body, it should not be allow itself to be dictated to by somebody else, which is exactly what is happening here. But there is a third point, Cathy, and that is the conflict of interest point. Remember, this this candidate admitted that she was caught with her pants down um, by by the uh, July um, riots and looting, and is no longer in cabinet. The parliamentary uh, processes and committees are busy with an investigation of what went wrong in July, and certainly having a minister who admits that she was caught with her pants down and reveals that she believes that a counter-revolution is on the go, what she means by that is very difficult to understand because there's been no revolution in South Africa. So she, she is conflicted in that sense that she is being asked to be the policeman over uh, what she did when she was still in the defense, leading the or minister in the defense department, and there's another aspect to to the conflict of interest, and that is that her husband Charles Ngakula is a special advisor to the president. So he works in the executive branch of government. She leads the national assembly in the legislative branch of government. And they sleep in the same bed. But but is that not reaching, Advocate Hoffman? Yes, no, it's it, 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 it's a conflict of interest as far as I'm concerned because to 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 have spouses in different branches of government in circumstances in which the one spouse is in charge of the body that exercises oversight over the uh, uh, the executive branch the the. the the home, the workplace of the other, is really not on from uh, avoiding the risk of a conflict. You have likened her likely nomination today to the appointment of the former prosecution's boss, Menzi Similani, and believe that we could well see a court action against um, uh, her nomination as speaker, or yes, even her appointment as speaker later today. Yes, uh, I... I if, if the ANC has got any sense, it will it will actually take a deep breath and uh, and allow the caucus to choose a suitable candidate, a person of integrity, not a person accused of bribery and of of all of these other shenanigans that she's allowed herself to become involved in. And it 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 will redirect the entire process by taking charge of its own processes. If it doesn't and it irrationally decides to go along with the appointment, then it is open to the opposition 
to the new nation. EFF says they're going to attack it on the basis of separation of powers. New nation will attack it on the basis of the rationality. And there's a further point about conflict of interest. It's, it, it's, it's a shoe-in that the uh, Menzi Similani case, where he was found to be an irrational appointee because you don't appoint a person who lies under oath to be the head of your national prosecuting authority. It's on all fours with that case, and the courts will not tolerate uh, this, this sort of thing. It's, it's actually quite sad that the, the president goes to, to the uh, Zondo Commission and says he's going to clean up his act, and the very first thing he does is trample all over the Constitution by, by uh, announcing to the world that the Thule House has decided who should, who should be the next speaker. It's right. not the Thule House's decision, it's, it's Parliament's decision. Okay, Advocate Paul Hoffman, Director at Accountability Now, thanks for your time on the Talking Point this morning. What are your views on this conversation? And, of course, it's a timely conversation because that uh, 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 